Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 622 and session number 194 of Ask Scott. This is where I get to answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single week, and we're going to do it again here today. And man, oh, man, am I fired up. But I do have one thing I got to share with you here in a little bit. My neck is a little tweaked, and I'm going to tell you how that happened, but I'm also going to tell you why that also reminded me on something that's pretty important here for all of us to take away from this little neck injury. So I'll share that with you here in a minute. But today, what we're going to be talking about is a question that I've been asked a lot, but I wanted to address it. And if I've already mentioned it before, I'm going to talk a little bit deeper about this this, uh, question that came in. And the question is, should I add my products to eBay or other channels or and other channels? And it's a great question. And I want to definitely dig into that because I think that, uh, well, I I think there's some things that need to be talked about. There's some pros and cons to to doing that. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, before I do jump into that question, let me remind you that if you have a question that you want to ask me, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do it over there. You can leave a voicemail, which I love, or you can just leave a comment. The other place you can do that is over on the YouTube channel, and that can be found at TheAmazingSellerTV.com. Again, that's TheAmazingSellerTV.com, and that will take you over to the YouTube channel. And if you haven't subscribed over there, please do so. That would be awesome, and then you can always be updated or you can be notified when I uh, post a new video, all right? And then the other thing is, while I'm on that topic, could you do me one quick favor? Could you subscribe to iTunes if you haven't done so already and possibly leave me a review? Let me know what you think of the podcast. How has it helped you? What uh, what have you gained from listening to the podcast? I really do want to hear from you. And what I want to do right now is I want to give a little shout out here to uh, a, a review that did come in. And the one thing that this person said, it really, really made me realize that you guys do care about some of the other things that I talk about, not just business. So here, I'm just going to go ahead and read this quick, all right? Best podcast on FBA, hands down, five stars, Grace December. And this was just recently posted. It says, Scott, keep doing what you do. You're the best. I have listened to several different podcasts and I always come back to yours. You have an amazing command of FBA and online businesses and you explain things in such clarity and wisdom. I appreciate that, by the way. I also admire how purposeful you are in speaking about your wife and children and including them in examples you give. It's so refreshing. That last part really got me. All right, now guys, listen, I do read the reviews. I do le- I, I read the ones that are good and I read the ones that aren't so good. There are some, there are some uh, negative reviews, by the way, and I, I mentioned this before and I got some, some really good feedback and some positive feedback from people saying, Scott, don't worry about that. Those people are just out there looking for you know, free stuff, which is fine, but they're, they're upset with you because you might be mentioning something that they can go to and purchase from you. you know, like, like the whole podcast is a pitch fest, which I think we both agree, at least if you've, you've been a long-time listener, that's not the case at all. Yes, do I sprinkle in every now and then a little call to action that you can go over and you can join maybe the live event that we're going to be doing or maybe one of the workshops that I'm going to be doing uh, or maybe my new training that I'm doing. Like, yes, I do. I do mention that stuff. 
all right? But I don't do it all that much, right? And I'm going to deliver, you know, 100% content for free. I've done it for over 600 episodes, by the way. But all of you that did reach out after I did mention that on that one podcast episode recently, I appreciate that. It does feel good to know that you guys are getting the value that I want to put out there and you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're appreciating it and I appreciate you. So thank you so much. And I love that part there about me speaking about my wife and children and including them because that's, that's life. That's reality. That, that is what it is. All right. So that's why I do that because I know that we're a lot alike. All right. So with that being said, let me lead into my quick thoughts because it kind of does have to do with my wife in a sense because she helped me out here. Uh, I, I did this 100-day, 100 push-up challenge, or at least I attempted to, um, as something to just do to, I put it up on Instagram. I was doing an Instagram story every morning and I would you know, be in the garage, five o'clock, six o'clock, and I'd be doing my push-ups. And I, and I would tell people I'm doing them. It was kind of a way for me to check in. It was like accountability. And my, my point in sharing this is, I got to day 54 and then it happened. And what happened was, is I tweaked my neck on my 95th push-up. Now, I don't do all 100 push-ups at once. A lot of people say, well, Scott, how many did you do? And it's generally, I'll do 50, then I'll take a rest, then I'll do 25, and then I'll take a rest, and then I'll do the next 25. And then generally, I'll do a workout after that. It's just a way for me to kind of get moving and get going. And it's something that I, I stick with, even if I don't work out that day. So I got to day 54, And I've always had this little neck shoulder issue that whenever I do like a military press or an overhead type lift, I hurt myself. And it's just just a certain way that it happens, but I've never done it on a push-up. And the the day before, I kind of knew that my neck was feeling a little stiff, a little tight. You've probably had that feeling, right? You know, like this one injury or this one spot, it's starting to get tight. It's starting to get sore or whatever. So you better take it easy. So what does Scott do? He goes out in the garage, barely stretches gets down and starts doing his push-ups. I did 50, no problem. I did 25, no problem. I get to my 20th one and bang, it happened. And I knew it happened. I felt it. It almost gets like a burning sensation, but this one actually locked me up. I literally went to the floor. I laid there for maybe five seconds and I pushed myself barely up and I, it took the, I took my breath away. So I walked in the house from the garage and my wife was getting my daughter's breakfast and stuff ready. And I said, oh my gosh, I, I tweaked my back. I tweaked it the, the same area. And she's like, I, you know, then I start hearing it from my wife. Cause she's always telling me, you push yourself too hard. You got to stretch better. You got to, you know, and she's right. But you know, I, I just, you know, you know how that is, right? It's like, I just, yeah, I'm going to be fine. I'm tough. And so I had to actually have her help me get my sweatshirt off And, uh, you know, it was kind of embarrassing, but it was in in the same breath. I knew that I was going to be, you know, having to, uh, to, to deal with her (laughs) saying to me, you shouldn't have went out there and didn't stretch and you felt it yesterday. And I, I know, and she's right. But my point in telling you this is number one, I committed to something and I stuck to it. But what happens when you do something, you stick to it and, it goes wrong or something gets in your way or something doesn't go as planned, right? Like this happens in business all the time. Okay. But what do you do? Do you just stop and you say, Oh, I'm going to give up then. No, you listen or you look at the situation and you say, okay, now what? So I asked myself now what? Well, Scott, you have to rest. You can't go out and work out right now. And like right now it's been over a week and I still feel it and I'm not going out there. I'm not going to do them as much as I know that I'm losing. I'm losing a little bit of muscle, let's say, or I'm losing my momentum. 
I can't do it because then I'm just going to be down for another week or another two weeks. So sometimes you got to look at the situation. You got to ask yourself, what can you do? So what can I do still? I can still walk. So instead of working out or instead of doing those pushups, I'm going to just get out there and walk. All right. Or I'm going to, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'll climb some Hills in the neighborhood, you know, or, you know, I, I'll do something that I can do. So the same thing in business, if there's something that comes up and it's out of your hands and you can't do anything, or you're waiting for something to happen, don't stop just because you're waiting, do something else, right? Something is better than nothing. And that's what I really wanted to share with you. Something is better than nothing. You know, some people, they'll, they'll, they'll start doing product research and then they'll launch a product and then that product doesn't go as planned, right? And then they just throw up their hands. That's when you lose. That's when you fail, right? So don't, you didn't lose anything really. You actually gained a ton by going through that experience and then you can take that information and then learn and do a better job the next time, or at least try to do a better job the next time. Now, am I going to blow my neck out again in the future? Probably. I know that. As much as I, you know, I was on a streak there for a while. I was over like four months. I didn't tweak my neck, but then I tweaked it again. So are things going to happen? Yes. Like we had a, uh, uh, we had a, a big shipment coming in that we ran out of inventory on and uh, we, it was a hot seller in the fourth quarter. We ran out. It was expected to be on a Monday and then we get a call that it's held up in customs because there's a, there's a certain certificate that wasn't with it. And it's always been with it, but it wasn't with it this time. So now we have this thing held up in customs, back and forth, back and forth, figuring out how we're going to get that in. Meanwhile, losing $500 to $800 per day on this one SKU. Now what? What do you do, right? Well, you work on the other products that you have in inventory or that you have in stock, or, or you, you just keep, you keep going. You don't stop, but you, you, yes, you tend to that issue. So, you know, my, my neck injury, what did I do for it? Well, I took some, uh, ibuprofen. I iced it. I, I put heat on it. I went back and forth with that. Had my wife run some, rub some of that, uh, icy hot on it. Like I'm doing things, but I'm not stopping doing other things. Now, was I down for a day? Yes. But did I get back in and do what I could do the next day? Yes. Right. So my point in sharing this again, I know like you're, Scott, what's this neck injury have to do with anything? It has to do with everything. Right. So what am I going to do? Okay. What am I going to do? I am going to eventually when this feels right, I'm going to slowly get back into it. I'm going to test it lightly. If I feel any bit, I'm going to back off, but I'm going to pick up where I left off. Right. And that's where people go wrong. They don't like, they, they feel like if they stop doing something, then it's all over with, or that they've lost so much momentum that it's no sense in going back. It's like dieting, right? People diet and then they go off for one day and they're like, oh, I screwed up. So I'm just going to go back and eat crap for the next month. No, just have that one bad day, that one cheat day, and then get, pick it back up and start eating clean the next day. It's the same idea. All right. So enough on that. My neck is getting better. Hopefully I'll report back to you guys and let you guys know that I'm fully healed and I'm back in the gym. Because that really drives me crazy, by the way, that I can't be in the gym right now doing my workouts. I feel like I'm losing muscle, right? And it's not that I want to be big. I just don't, as you get older, you're losing muscle. Like that's a, for a whole nother conversation. But anyway, that, that's my thoughts, all right? Something is better than nothing. Don't forget that, all right? So with that all being said, let's go ahead and listen to this week's question and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. Hi, Scott. This is Ian from Vancouver, Canada. I really appreciate you answering these questions. You guys are great. Uh, my question is regarding multi-channel fulfillment. I know you guys uh, like to have your products on a bunch of different um, channels and not just Amazon. And I was curious because I'm considering listing my product on Etsy and eBay as well. 
However, I noticed that the price that the other sellers are selling for on these platforms are about half of what they sell for on Amazon. So even though my product fits the model perfectly for price point and profit on Amazon, I notice on Etsy, I'd pretty much have to charge double what everybody else is selling since they seem to be uh, undercutting it quite a bit. And I was curious if you think it's still worth it to post to these other channels, uh, even if my price will have to be a little higher, if there'd still be some organic sales, etc. Okay, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Hey, Ian, thank you so much for the question, and it's a good one, and I've got some thoughts here for you. And I've had a little bit of experience with eBay. I've had a little bit of experience with Etsy. Not much with Etsy, very little, but a little bit. Um, but I've had more with eBay. And here is my thoughts, okay? My first thought is this, okay? It's very simple. Test it, <laughs> all right? Take your product, very easy to do, by the way, and just list it up on eBay at the price that you want to sell it for. Okay, because what's going to happen is, is if someone is selling your identical product, number one, they got to buy it from you. And if they're not, then you can just report it to eBay that they're selling a counterfeit product. All right. But if you're telling me that you're selling, you know, a garlic press, all right, and yours has different packaging and yours is a different style, even if it's not a different style, it's just different packaging, but it looks different the way that you've presented the images and someone else is just selling it and it's just a just a, a, an A-OK picture, it's like not that great and it's just up there, but it's cheaper. Well, a lot of times people will buy the more expensive one because it looks as though it's better quality. They don't want to buy the cheaper version. I don't know that in your case, but I would test it. It's not going to take you that long to set up an eBay listing and sell one. Now, the other part of this, and, and you know, you can deal with that stuff later, is then the fulfillment side. And there's different, there's, there's different plugins that allow you to do that with eBay, and I won't get into all that stuff. I know one is Joe Lister. I haven't used them, but um, that is one that I've heard of before. It's Joe Lister. Uh, but basically, that'll allow you to sell on eBay, and then it'll connect over to your, your inventory in Amazon, and then Amazon will fulfill it um, as like a pick and pack without the advertising fee. It's the same thing if you did it off of a Shopify store or any of that stuff. So the fulfillment side in the beginning, I wouldn't worry about. I'd worry about just seeing if you're getting any sales and just, you know, see what happens. You can run sponsored ads on eBay as well. So it might be worth testing. Uh, but I have seen that eBay sales are generally, you know, not that much, you know, compared to Amazon. Uh, and, you know, again, though, on eBay, you will get some of that information because eBay does supply us with some of that information. So every sale, you technically can communicate with those people back and forth, kind of like Amazon, but you actually can get more of their information. Um, so it might be worth testing. So I would test it. I would try it. And I would love for you to report back and let me know how it goes. But again, you don't want to lose money on, on those sales, right? And you are going to be shipping the product yourself unless you connect it into your fulfillment, which would be another thing. But I wouldn't worry about that yet, like I said, until you test it. Etsy, same idea. If your product fits the mold of Etsy, and Etsy's gotten a little bit better, actually a lot better, as far as it doesn't have to be just strictly like you know, knitting and crocheting and, you know, um, embroidering and like all of that stuff. That's generally what it used to be. And it still kind of is, but they do have a little bit more flexibility now. So I would test it if it fits that, right? If it fits that mold, um, you know, for Etsy, try it. Those are two simple channels that I would test really like first. 
I would do that before even like Walmart because Walmart's a lot more red tape and stuff to get yourself approved, get yourself up there. And then once you get yourself up there, you might not get the sales that you were hoping for, but you did all that work. So I would do eBay and Etsy first. I would try those first. And again, the main thing, the main thing that I would do is I would make sure that my pictures were standing out. I'd make sure that my pictures were better. I'd make sure my listing looked more professional because you know how the eBay listings are a lot of times. It just looks, it looks so old school, like uh, web, you know, you know, web uh, page look. It, it looks just really like 1990s-ish uh, or early 2000s. It looks really, really old school, but you can create your listing to look more, you know, professional by pictures, by the way that it's formatted, uh, you know, just the way that it looks in general. And then when someone goes there, they'll feel as though they're buying it from a company more so than just, you know, a random eBay seller that's reselling something. So there is a difference there. And I think you could, depending on your product, of course, in your market, you could definitely uh, do a better job and probably get the higher price. So again, I would test it. It's definitely worth testing. And like I said, report back to me on that. So anyone else listening, if you have a product and you're not listing it on eBay, give it a test, see what happens. And the other thing I want to, I want to bring up here, I've actually heard the opposite. Sometimes I've heard some people buying the product on Amazon for what you're selling it for and selling it for $10 higher, right? So that could work the other way too. So again, it might be worth a test put it up on eBay, put it up on Etsy, whichever one you want or both and give it a test. You never know. I know Etsy is generally higher, you know, depending on what you're selling. And then Amazon's a little bit less and eBay can be a little bit less, but Etsy seems to be a little bit higher a lot of times. So uh, again, give it a test. That's all I can say. I can't say it's going to work for you or not. You got to test it for yourself, but I would definitely test it without a doubt. All right. So hopefully that answered your question. Anyone else that has a question, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and do that. And like I said, these Ascot sessions are like us sitting around the table together at a coffee shop, hanging out, and we're just answering questions. We're just discussing this business stuff and life stuff too every now and then, like the neck injury. All right. So guys, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 622. And if you want to, again, ask a question, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And I would love to hear from you. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. As always, guys, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here on the next episode.